Hi there, Bobcats and Bob Kittens. This is your ombre, Bobby Bloodhound Frick. The night is young, and you've got your ear tuned to Silver 107 playing not so smooth jazz all night long and all day, too. Not to mention a few words from our sponsors. If it ain't broke, go fix it at Parkway and Sons Home Renovations. That last selection was by Bernardino Turnstile Castellano. It features a lovely horn section, owes its title Cinderella No to a strained relationship between Castellano and his evil stepmother. From what I've heard, not a groovy lady. She used to smack the little Bernard man with a half-gutted salmon and force-feed him day-old nutmeg night after night. It was hard times, but yeah, a true deep cut off his underrated EP, Compassion and Walnuts, recorded at Stank Lemon Studios right off Highway 460, next to the old cop bar in the dilapidated chocolate factory. You know the place. That's Thomas Maborasachi on the baritone sax, and man, it's almost like the stepmom is right there in the room with you. You can really hear that salmon smacking. Maybe Maborasachi had a wicked stepmom of his own, but I don't know, and I also don't care. But don't forget your man Nacho Barsones on the upright basses here in town, and he'll be stopping by Tuesday to talk about his favorite bass licks and the difficulties of having a pineapple allergy. Just kidding about that last part, Bobcats. Anyhow, we got plenty more coming up for you, so don't touch that dial. Donald Pryuchajashenko, I... I hope I'm pronouncing that right, and the Coronal Mass Ejection Trio are coming up next with Thunder and Peanut Butter Revisited off their fourth LP, Face Fur Radio, so stick around right here on Silver 107. Last night I had a dream. I were embedded within walls of flesh, soft, warm, and moist. Sinuous red fiber stretched in all directions. All around was the smell of iron, the taste of iron. I felt safe, secure, nestled in my cocoon of meat. I could feel the blood pulse through the walls of the flesh that surrounded me. I could hear the thump of a heart that seemed so distant. A hunger stirred inside me. Suddenly I were ravelously hungry. I opened my eyes and tore at the flesh that surrounded me. Ripping it off in my teeth and swallowing it down my gullet, the flesh hardly stirred. I didn't feel a flicker in the distant steady heartbeat, as if my meal were going unnoticed. I ate my fill of the wall of raw living flesh before I awoke in my own bed. At first I didn't realize where I was, Chewing on my pillow, expecting the taste of iron.
Good evening. You are listening to the switchboard, connecting all points in humanity's ongoing voyage into the unknown. I am the host, and it is 17 years since the beginning of the end. I have received numerous emails inquiring, inquiring after the comrade who crashed into the wind turbine. The bird whose sex I have been unable to ascertain seems to be doing well. They have been living with me here in the lighthouse, living off fish and table scraps. Their injury doesn't seem to be causing them much pain, but they seem annoyed at their inability to fly. The bird was cautious of me at first, but after a few feedings, submitted to being stroked. Now they will often approach me and demand to be scratched on the head. I will admit the arrival of this bird has done much to relieve the stress of solitude. I've never had a pet before. Had I known the comfort of an animal's companionship before, I would have brought a dog or a cat to the island with me. Perhaps when this bird has healed and left the island, I will make inquiries with the man who brings my food about whether or not he can find an old dog or cat in need of a home. In deference to our surroundings, I have named the bird Hemingway. At first it was an idle affectation, merely something to call them other than bird, but to my amazement they now readily respond to the name. Hemingway is currently perched in the window, watching the gulls as they fly around outside. I'm not ashamed to say I find this presence comforting, though I'm not sure why. I'm afraid there is no translation from Biao Xiaoping's diary tonight. There's been a delay in translation. Don't worry, nothing untoward has happened. Simply life has gotten in the way. Today I received the following voicemail from Samantha Ko. Hey host, a couple of quick things. Thing the first, do I really have to call you host? I get that you're trying to remain anonymous and all, but calling somebody host over and over again feels weird. Can you think of a pseudonym that's an actual name, like Peter, or Xiang, or Vladislaus, or Rotimi? I guess that's not really important, but it's bugging me. Thing the second, I'm afraid there's been a delay with translating the diary. As you know, I translate texts for a university, and, well, there's been a recent discovery in Mongolia. You reported it on it, actually. All those hands? Well, hands weren't all they found. There was a book, too. At least we think it used to be a book. There's remnants of what could have been a cover, but it also could have been fragments of a container that just got stuck to the pages. But, but don't tell anybody I said that. The archaeologists hate looking like they're not certain about anything. Anyway, whatever these pages are, they're written in one of the 76,000 different versions of the Mongolian alphabet, and I'm going to have to identify which one before I can even think about what dialect it is. So yeah, I'll finish up the diary, but the day job has to take priority. Thing the third, speaking of the diary, shit is crazy. So, sorry about the delay, I hope you don't mind. Boop that bird of yours on the beak for me and stay safe. Bye. Samantha, of course, your career must take precedent. Please take your time. I give you full permission to address me in whatever fashion you see fit. And finally, I don't believe the bird would appreciate having its beak, uh, booped. Oh, God.
That was Incubus by Hannah Piranha, and let's be real, 
Isn't this exactly the kind of outcry that many women keep inside their heads regarding the whole choice debate? Yesterday, we had a couple of callers explaining why they are pro-life. How about we turn that on its head and hear from the other side? If you have an opinion you want to have heard, call us live here at Contra VFM under 1-800-666-7878. I'd love to discuss the matter with you. Okay, sorry, here we go. We're back, we're back. Uh, now, uh, apologies, uh, dear listeners, again for the loss, but I suppose you're getting used to it this time. Uh, there now follows the nightly report. A 16-year-old boy has been found heavily anaesthetized in a London hotel room that has been sterilized to OR standards. A full regimen of antibiotics and anti-inflammatories were left upon the bedside table, along with directions for their use. The boy had a tightly and firmly structured incision on his left side and clean scarring that spelled the word thanks in a neat cursive hand. We thank an anonymous officer of the London Metropolitan Police for this information. A giant bat-like creature has been spotted several times along the coast of Tanzania, mostly focused about around the Zanzibar Peninsula. These sightings have coincided with a rash of sexual assaults in the area. The incidents are almost identical to other periods and sightings and attacks that occurred on the Tanzanian coast in the year 2007, in the year 1995, and in the mid-80s and mid-70s. In the majority of incidents since the 1970s, the victims have previously expressed scepticism over the existence of the creature. The black freighter has been spotted once again this time in the Atlantic Ocean, making slow progress towards Denmark. This report comes from a deckhand aboard the Swedish shipping vessel, the Narwhal. Thank you for this information, Axel. We hope you remember not to approach. Have you witnessed a supernatural event? Have you had an encounter with an entity you cannot explain? Do you have vital information for people around the world? If so... I will be happy to relay it. Please send all reports to the host switchboard, all one word, at gmail.com. For now, this is the host, reminding you never go at night, never go alone, and always go armed. The Switchboard is a Hog and Dice production, written and directed by Stephen Jack Cullen, with music by Thomas O'Boyle and Kevin MacLeod. The voice of the host was Keith Byrne. The voice of Samantha Coe was Alison Marcellus. You can find out more and see our other projects at hogandice.com. We really are open to your reports, so please send your written reports or audio recordings to the host switchboard at gmail.com or tweet it directly to the host at switchboardpod. This episode's broadcast failure was performed by Matthew Schulman and Yanina McShannon. The song was Incubus by Hannah Parana. You can find out more at hannahparana.com. If you're in Dublin city centre and are looking for a place to get away from the never-ending beat of that infernal heart, 
why not drop into the clockwork door? They have a games room, a study room, a fully stocked kitchen, and a board games and reading room. You only have to pay for the time you spend there, and rates start at 8 cent a minute for your first two hours. Find out more at clockworkdoor.ie. If you enjoyed today's episode, maybe you'd also like ceaseless, all-consuming guilt. <laughs>